Ramble. Pretty basic. Hey guys, before this episode starts, we just wanted to let you know that we got pretty deep pretty quickly on this episode and we talked about everything from like hookup culture to friendships to also like where we are in our body image and health journeys right now so just wanted to give a little trigger warning um we did speak a little bit about like eating disorders and things like that so just wanted to put that out there before you guys listen and we hope you guys enjoyed the episode love you bye hello guys welcome back to pretty basic i am your co-host remy cruz and i am your other co-host alicia marie we're not matching today. We're not, but we have to take a moment because otherwise I'm just going to stare at you the entire time. <laughs> You've never looked better. Thank you so much. Hello, all. If you're not watching the YouTube channel, go check it out. But I did dye my hair yesterday and I went back. Well, it's kind of black. It is actually black. No, you look stunning. Thank you so much. I was expecting like a light brown and I walked out with this but that's all right no. they also said it was gonna fade over time and, and like I still have the blonde under here obviously mm -hmm. but I am happy to be back to my natural color oh up here is my actual like natural because Cass our hair colorist was like we can either do like a bump where it'll be a little bit lighter you'll have to come in more frequently and like you know redo it over and over again or you can just stick with your natural color and I was like well what would you do and she was like I think the natural could be sick like it'll grow out nicely better for your roots xyz so I left it natural so we've got all natural growing going on up here and then we got brown black going on for the rest you just surprised me literally 10 minutes ago and my mouth is still open. i'm just like <gasps> it looks so this it's so, so funny because nice you everyone always says in the end you look best with your natural hair color yeah like, with for everyone yeah you know yeah yeah and it's funny because even me going back brunette yeah you going back to the, i'm like i agree it, we fought it for so long i mean will i go blonde again one day i'm sure oh i'm sure i'll dye my hair again exactly too. see i would love for you to be blonde again one day but like i still love the brunette right now okay i would let Cass do it our our hair colorist now like she's <gasps> so talented i feel like i would trust her and only her to make me blonde well, again there's a reason why my hair was blonde and still growing like my yes. natural hair now is down to here Insane. Can you believe it? Even Wit saw it when I took it out. It was long yesterday and it's growing. It was growing while still being bleached. So I totally agree with that. And I think you would look so cute with blonde, but like later on down the Maybe, line. Maybe. Yeah. Because your hair is all natural right now. It's so long it and is. full. It's That's crazy. That's my dream. But you got it. Well, I sewed it into my head, but I would prefer <laughs> for it to be my own hair. No, it looks That'd so That'd be amazing. Good. Thank you so much. Oh, good. I'm, it's giving Kardashian. It's giving celebrity. It's giving like- <gasps> Celebrity? Celebrity. Oh, Miss, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Mr. Remy Ashton, celebrity chef. Uh, thank you so much. Famous YouTuber. What, did, what did she call me? I forget. Mr. Remy Ashton, famous YouTuber chef. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Shout oh out God. to Gorn. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You look so cute. I'm so happy thank to you. be here. Uh, some of your little quotes from the last episode- we're going viral. Did you see that? Viral? People were really resonating with what you said, and I thought that was so special. I, you know, sometimes, sometimes the words that come in my mouth, <laughs> I just like, I don't think, but then thank God sometimes it resonates with it people. It just resonated. I thought that was beautiful, and I totally, I mean, I agree with everything that you said, and I, it's one of those things where I'm sure when you said it, you're like feeling it for yourself and not thinking of much more, but seeing how many people related or just felt some sort of way about it. I thought that was really, really cool. We were talking about how like you're going to find more friends in your life or like loved ones than you have right now. 
Um, so I got so excited when the episode went up this morning, like every Wednesday I get so excited. I know you guys listening, you know, you tell us you get excited for the new episodes every Wednesday. I get so excited to see the whole episode come to fruition, like see the thumbnail, like click it, read the comments and just like re-experience it. And it's so fun. Cause again, we forget like right now, oh my God, me in the future is going to be watching this. You're so right. When it's out on, on, you know, we walk out of this door and I'm like, I don't know what we just talked about or what we <laughs> like, what happened, but rewatching it. I'm like, Oh my God, that's right. That's how I was feeling in that moment a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it may be. And it was just really cool that so many people feel that way because that is the common human experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like at one point in all of our lives, no matter who you are, no matter how quote unquote popular you are, no matter how quote unquote famous you are, whatever it may be, like everybody at some point in their life experiences loneliness and feeling like you know, a misfit out of place, not having friends. So um, I think it was just a really cool reminder that no matter where you are in your life, you haven't even met a quarter of all the amazing people mm-hmm. that are that you're going to experience throughout your lifetime. That was beautiful. Thank too. you so much. <laughs> I'm like r- r- tired today, so I don't know if I'm saying anything correctly. Oh, no, it was beautiful. I was Gorgeous. just like, I don't Stunning. even know what to say after that. Mm. Yeah, so reading all those comments um, on the episode today, it was cool seeing how much that resonated with people and it made me want to just talk more openly about different topics and stuff and I feel like I don't know we asked you guys on Instagram like more questions that you want us to answer I still want to one day take Ashley and Taryn's concept of their show where they just have people send in letters and they give advice like I'm kind of in the mood to be you know rock that big sister let's give advice thing I love that Um, so maybe we should do an episode like that go subscribe to unsolicited advice agree (laughs) also I just feel like our friendship is the best it's been ever oh my god you're don't right don't you agree yeah <laughs> what if you're like no I <laughs> mean yeah <laughs> I really do think I mean like no, as I we grow older I, I feel like we're just working on ourselves and working on our friendship and our relationships and I think that it's um just really cool and I know a lot of people also are like can we talk more about our friendship specifically uh and so we could answer some questions regarding that and just like fun little questions today because we haven't done a Q&A in so long I know let's get into it I know you guys love these episodes I love a Q&A I really do I know First question is from Irene. How has having a best friend changed your life? Oh. Cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go first? There's so many ways to answer this. I mean, one, you specifically, like this podcast, us, you helping me when I was at like my lowest point when I was 25. I was just telling my friend because she's also 25. Um, and she was kind of going through it and I was just saying, I was like, you do not understand like 25 will be the best slash worst year of your life. Like so much change is happening. So the lows are going to make the highs so much better. So just like, and you were, and I was explaining, I explained the whole thing. I was like, Remy was there for me. That's when we like really like bonded. And even though I was going through like a friendship breakup at the time, I didn't even realize how special the moments us crying in the bar bathrooms about like you over your ex and me over my best friend being like, oh my God, like what's happened? Like that was so, that's now such a core memory for me. So like, I didn't think about that either. Trauma bonded. Trauma bonded forever. <laughs> pretty basic is um found the foundation of pretty basic. It's basic. trauma bonds. Trauma bonds. It's true. Um, so it's just it's just awesome. I guess to answer your question more bluntly is just there's always someone there for you, Re- regardless if it's a good time, a bad time, um, a funny time, not so funny time. You know, <laughs> a sad time. A sad time. I agree with that. I mean. Kind of going off of that, what I said in the episode about your birthday, which was when we recorded last, um, I was talking about how when I told you my little speech on the beach and I was like, I can't believe that I ever thought that I was happy before. And I did. I mean that. And that's kind of in a nutshell. And when you hear that, that's where we're laughing. Like it sounds bad when you hear it 
at a glance. But what I really mean by that is I've had so many amazing best friends throughout my life. Like whether it was, you know, like my mom's friend's kid that she made me be best friends with Mm -hmm. or um, your best friend in middle school, your best friend in high school, your college best friends, your adult best friends, um, whatever it may be. I, I am so grateful for each one of those relationships and all the memories that we had together, whether we are friends still or we are friends not. But I do think what's so special about our relationship now is an adult friendship is just so different than like a middle school friendship or a high school friendship, whatever it may be, just because you're experiencing life at such a, a different level. Yeah, it's more full. It, it is. That's what I meant by like, full. oh, and I was like, I thought I was happy. Wait, I of hate that I, I mentioned happy. the podcast is like the first thing. Ew, I'm no, so no, sorry. It's fine. Well, that's what makes us so special. It's like having a podcast with your best friend is difficult at times, mm-hmm. but also so rewarding. Um, but I do think, what was the question? Sorry, I was just talking. Just how has having a best oh. friend? I mean, yeah, it just adds fullness to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that you can go to, whether you're heartbroken, whether you need help with, I don't know, grocery shopping, going like work stuff, whatever it may be, just having someone who supports you and loves you no matter what, I think is such a life-changing thing. But again, what I meant by best friend now mm-hmm. is adult friendships are just so different. And I can't wait for everyone to experience an adult friendship like this. And Remy, you're, scene. No, you're like articulating extremely Thank well God. today. My brain is just the little two little hamsters. Okay, next question. How to handle comparing yourself to your friends' successes slash wins and be happy for them? This is a deep one. Yes. I will say we really are two hamsters on a wheel today. I truly think there's times in my life where I can look back and I noticed I wasn't happy for friends when they had successes or achievements. And I think any time, I mean, obviously I feel like 90% of the time I was always like super excited for them, but there definitely were times that I wasn't. And it took me a long time to realize that I had to do some soul searching within. Cause I was like, why am I taking this personally? Like, it's nothing about you. Like you should never feel jealous of other friends. You should never feel like it's a competition because if there is, it's a you thing and it's, it's you feeling insecure. It's nothing about them. And there's honestly probably like two times specifically I'm thinking of in the past, just stupid stuff from high school or college or whatever. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, maybe I felt threatened, but why did I feel threatened? Is that because all of my self-worth was in my work and my success? And it felt like someone was taking that from me because that's a me problem. It's not a them problem. Um, so if you do struggle with that, I think as hard as it is, take a few steps back and realize like, why am I being triggered by this? Because you really should just wish the best for your friends, but you're not able to do that if you're not in a healthy place yourself. Like you really aren't. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been friends. It doesn't matter how short you've been friends. I like, I love being happy for my friends when they have like exciting. Oh my God, Remy was cooking with Remy. I'm like, yeah. No, she's my biggest supporter. (laughs) But like, I'm able to do, be that friend for you because I think I'm aware that I'm confident in myself with my own things as well as I'm aware that your success is not contingent. Yeah. Yes. Like there truly is room for everyone. It's not like there's one spot where someone can be the biggest and the best. And we all have such different lives and paths. And I think like, I think, I don't, I don't know. I think now I I love being able to support my friends and their successes. Um, especially cause I think now I know what it feels like to not. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that was such a nasty place for me. I'm making it sound like I've been so like, I'm <laughs> making it sound like I've been like jealous like of all, all my friends. The time. I prom- yeah, no. like not at all, not at all. You are truly one of the biggest supporters of all of our friends. Like you are such a big Thank cheerleader. You. No, no, and I mean that. Um, I do think 
everybody experiences that at some point, whether they want to admit it or not. It It is such a human reaction to be jealous or, you know, ask why not me in certain situations. Like everybody's done that in some reality. I think a good analogy is when your best friend starts hanging out with someone else and you're suddenly like, wait, you're, you're now you're insecure of your friendship with them. And I think that's one thing being in an adult friendship, I've always appreciated like, like whether it's Kaylee or Murph or some, like any of your other friends who you've known, I feel like I've never felt threatened by them because I'm so aware of like their role in your life. You know what I mean? And it's not like, oh, and you know, in bridesmaids where it's like, I'm her friend now, you know what I mean? Like that's so like, it's never been that way where I feel like in high school, that's like a huge huge thing where it's you know where you're just comparing yourself I think it's just like knowing your sense of self knowing uh your purpose I think even if we were doing the same thing in like let's say we were both doing cooking things and you booked one show and I didn't or vice versa Mm -hmm. I know at the end of the day we would still be so excited for each other but I think it's because we have established our own purpose and I feel like are proud of ourselves and things like that where we we feel sure of ourselves whereas like when we were younger we wouldn't have done that yeah which again it's just a natural thing to do but I think reminding yourself and remembering that there is a place for everybody at the table Mm -hmm. but again I think if you are feeling this way don't beat yourself up because it is a natural human reaction but more so ask yourself like okay well why am I feeling this way and then use that as fuel to propel yourself in your, whether it's your career or relationships or whatever it may be. I feel like you can use that as like, okay, well I can be so happy for them. I'm going to use yes. this to better myself. I was going to say, I know we've been talking negatively about this comment, but you can flip it and see it as a, a positive thing where it's like, wow, Remy's made so like, she's succeeded so much with her cooking career and her YouTube. That makes me want to be more driven and more diligent and like you can also flip it and use it in a positive way so I feel like comparing doesn't have to have a negative connotation to it it's just when it can get toxic yeah when it, when it is in a negative way it's bad. if you let it fester yes agreed all right next one this is from Katie advice on having a hard time making friends Ooh. I mean I always say no matter what you want friends that also have common interests Mm -hmm. I mean you don't have to but it does make things a little bit easier just like in a relationship like if you both love swimming or going to the beach or knitting whatever it may be having that common ground does make hobbies and like extracurricular time a little bit easier so I think that the best way to make friends is like if you love for me I made so many friends when I was really into soul cycle because like workout classes workout classes um like you know hiking hiking like at michael's the craft store they they do like little craft classes like you could go there maybe make friends there i feel like just a common interest is a great way to start and then you can build on that going off of that i fully agree i think something that helps too is from someone who who is more shy i think i've gotten so much better over the years but truly if you are a huge fan of knitting for instance you know if i meet someone they're like i'm a huge knitter like I don't know many people out here who also are. I would so quickly be like, oh my God, I actually have a whole group of friends and they do knitting club every Wednesday. You should go meet them. But like, if that person never said that to me or vocalized it, I would never know to connect them. And I swear, like even a lot of the friends I have now, were just like one or two degrees away from me, you mm-hmm. know, like a friend of a friend or something like that. And if I never vocally said like, oh yeah, uh, you know, I'm just trying to meet more people. Like, especially now being an adult, I feel like we've had instances where people will, will say, hey, yeah, I just moved here. If you want to grab lunch sometime, let me know. And and I think it's so important to at least try to connect those people with someone you know. Like even if you physically are like, wow, I'm so busy. I don't have like 
time that I would love to give this person just being like, Hey, I know someone else who kind of feels like they don't know where they fit in here, whether it's LA or some other city. Why don't we, you know, let me connect them and they can meet or something like that. That's something I try to do now. So my advice for you, Katie is like verbalize it, like put it out there, tell people like, Hey, if you know anyone, my age or even brother or sister, similar with dating, it's like, Hey, let me know if you hear of anyone. This is what I'm looking for. Like you really have to Put it out there. Manifest it. I have a friend who I actually met at Soul Cycle, and we just became friends through, I think, like literally sitting there and putting our shoes on and just talking, and we became really close. And when once we became close, we were, we were talking, and she was like, "Oh my god." like, you're so nice. I'm so glad we became friends. I was like, same. And she's like, I had this really bad experience where I knew I was moving to LA. I had a mutual friend who was a YouTuber. We both shared a mutual friend. So she told the mutual friend, Hey, I'm moving to LA. Could you connect us? Like, I would love to like hang out or like grab a coffee, just like talk to them and like, maybe, you know, meet other people. Um, and the YouTuber was so rude to her and just like brushed her off, whatever it may be. So she was like left with like a bad taste in her mouth, but then organically we happened to meet at this soul cycle class yeah. and became so close. And I was like, don't let, if she had let that, I feel like tamper her idea of whether it was YouTuber specifically or just like making friends tangibly like that, then I feel like we would have never been friends. So also, that's a, I don't know who that YouTuber was, but that's a them problem because that's them being like, Oh, well they're trying to use me or like, they're not cool enough or like whatever they're thinking. And she's amazing and such a supportive friend. And <laughs> I love her so much. So I, I love, love it. But like, that's nothing about her you know yes absolutely that's nothing about her absolutely and you missed out because she's amazing yeah <laughs> pretty basic bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. What was your biggest heartbreak and how did it impact you? Damn. So Alicia's got to go actually right now. (laughs) I'm like, we don't have time, babes. (laughs) Just kidding. My biggest heartbreak actually didn't come from... I mean, Cal's my first ever boyfriend, uh, as we all know, and I never shut up about. But, and I Wait, think it's so- you guys are dating? Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> oh my God, there's this guy I've been seeing for like four years. Um, it's so funny. I mean, so obviously it being my first relationship, I hadn't gotten my heart broken from a boyfriend before. Um, but I see on TikTok and I, I swear, I feel like people listen to this podcast and probably have similar reactions as I do watching TikTok where I'm like, oh my God, people- go through that as well, where my biggest heartbreak wasn't even a real breakup. It was like a situationship that fizzled out. And um, it impacted me for a really long time. Fizzled. What? (laughs) That was not a fizzle. Okay, hard stop. No, like, he was so... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Fizzle means like, oh yeah, like, 
No. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that ended. Me, well, me as well. <laughs> me as well, sitting here, very happy. Um, it, it just went on for far too long than it should have. I also, like, don't have any animosity toward this, towards this person. I am very well aware after the work that I've done on myself over the past four years and, like, has it been four years? Oh, five years since then. I feel like, I don't know. I just realized that so much of it I thought was on him. And I thought that it was like, I wasn't good enough. There was something wrong with me. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't thin enough. I wasn't X, Y, Z when really it wasn't any of that. It wasn't even me. It was it, like, it wasn't even him necessarily either. Uh, I put it all on myself though. What? I don't know why. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, I was just going through a lot at the time, which I, I think it. impacted me more. But I realized like, oh, sometimes things just don't work out and that's okay. It wasn't because I didn't look a certain way or I wasn't funny enough or I wasn't whatever it may be. It just really didn't work out. It's just so crazy to me. Like, obviously we we went through this together back then. Yeah, <laughs> this like, was a big trauma bond. <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy hearing you think that about yourself because I'm like, I've oh, like you are the funniest, kindest, like prettiest person I know. That's so nice. No, it's just so you. it's funny when you hear someone else's perspective of it all that's why I'm like oh he was trash <laughs> did he tell me he loved me every time he got drunk and then wouldn't talk to me yes, yes. <laughs> did he ghost her yes, yes. multiple times yes. yes but that's okay it grew character <laughs> no, it's not okay <laughs> oh it's not okay it's okay for me but not for you so, yeah 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 guys don't, don't <laughs> run let me hear, hear it from Remy run but it did impact me in the best way I mean I learned so much about myself I learned mm -hmm. so much about what I was looking for in a future partner uh Cal has absolutely no similar attributes whatsoever and it made me when I first met him like realize like oh this guy's like so different mm -hmm. He must be special in that sense. And he is special. And I feel like that's a big reason as to why we work out and why I'm so like eternally grateful for him for just being a good human being. Uh, but I feel like I wouldn't have recognized that if I wasn't thrown and kicked in the face before. Yeah. Not actually, but like emotionally. Figuratively. Emotion emotionally. <laughs> emotionally, figuratively, Stomped on emotionally. <laughs> Anyways, and then also it, it made me have such stronger relationships with literally you mm -hmm. first of all you um with my family I would call my mom my aunt and just like talk about it constantly and I feel like it was such a it was a moment that I'd waited for my entire life monumental time yes because yeah. I just like I always not that I wanted to get my heart broken but I always being a late bloomer wanted to experience feelings mm -hmm. and so I was oh my god I was so annoying about all of it but I am so grateful like it grew me closer to Ollie to you to my family to just like my and work, yourself. myself, yeah. my one day of Vlogmas that I took off because I was too too heartbroken and I came back the next, I was like, I need a break. And the next day I was like, hey guys, welcome <laughs> to Vlogmas day 13. I distinctly <laughs> remember you being like, I can't do it. I'm quitting. I can't do it. You're like, I'm just going to take a break. I don't know how long. One day later. Hey, hey guys. guys. <laughs> Sorry, my battery died. <laughs> but it was it was a growing moment and I'm, I'm eternally, I am eternally grateful for it. Honestly. I, I feel that I feel like similarly, I mean, mine was like my first love high school, college, et cetera. And I think it just impacted, it impacted me in like good ways and also bad ways. Um, one, I think it made me, it made me hold on to like the chance of getting back together which I think really stunted me in growing for so long. So that's, I feel like that's how we bonded over being a late bloomer. Cause I feel like I was kind of stuck in the past a lot of like, oh, but he also would reach out to me every so no, he was months. also trash. <laughs> also, also like I knew he wasn't great and I knew 
I didn't like him, but not until like recently in Vegas when we went for Taylor Swift, we were getting ready and I was like, oh, like, can you tell me the whole story again? Cause I want to hear it. Steph asked. Yes. And I was like telling her little things. I was like, tell the whole story. And then after hearing it from start to finish in one full swoop, yes. I was like, wait, <laughs> he sucks. No. And I think I didn't realize till the, my closure Vegas. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, but I was like, you know, you're right. I was like, yeah, that was so shitty. When you lay it all. And like when you're fully past it and you can lay it all out and like laugh about it now and you've moved on, you're like, wait, that was actually like yeah. really sad. No, and not leave out details. Cause you know how, when you're, when it's still fresh, you kind of leave out details to your friends. Cause you don't want to fully like trash the guy too much or you're like in case oh, you he, go back or yes in case you go back <laughs> or because you're like you justify it like oh well he was really going through a lot or whatever but when you're <laughs> wait wait tell the story about when i recorded the call a weekend that's illegal oh uh, no i didn't record a call it was allegedly allegedly i recorded the call. <laughs> allegedly <laughs> allegedly remy <laughs> sent me an unlisted youtube video <laughs> of her ending her situation <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> can we please leave it in? Wait, what state can you record phone calls in? Not this one. I was in a different state, mm. out of town. No, to be unclear. Yeah, to be super unclear and allegedly. And I, no, am I going to get, I've talked about no, this you're before. Fine, you're yeah, fine. he's funny. also not listening. Or is he? Um. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was. We know he was. He told us he was. That was insane. I was like, you sat through ads. No, Thank you. No, that was so funny. Um, <laughs> I, this was like the ending, ending of it. And I knew I was going to have to recount it to everybody. And I was like, well, I'm too lazy to do that. So I'll just record the call and then send it to everyone. And then they can just listen. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> everyone, we can all be on the same page. So I, much easier. I that wish way. you sent it to me on like a USB <gasps> and I could lock it away in my safe or something. Like, I mean, imagine you had no. one copy imagine i listened to it now i'd feel so bad for myself now in the moment and i i ended and i was like that was amazing that was a really good like pin in the end of the chapter you were like he apologized it was so sweet i was like remy he did not apologize he said oh yeah i guess that was kind of shitty <laughs> That is not an apology. But like, thank isn't that God, funny? No, but thank God you recorded because I would have been like, oh, he apologized. Yes. <laughs> in my delusional head though, I was like, he was like, I am so sorry. I'm so in love with you. But I just, it can't, no, it I can't work. I'm getting choked up. <laughs> I love it because genuinely lately we've been seeing a lot of um, things about like your delusional friends, like on TikTok or Instagram or something. And it's so funny because I'm like, oh, we were, we are, we each, are each other's, other's Delulu friend for Delulu. sure. Ooh, the Delulu hour. That's how it's impacted me, the Delulu friend. Okay. Next question. You oh both have been candid about your body image on YouTube. What is your relationship with health and wellness right now? How has that evolved? What are you, sorry, there's a glare. What are you most proud of when navigating this journey? Wow. Lots of questions. Lots of questions in one question. I think, um, I mean, being candid, honestly, I'm not like feeling that great right now. Mm -hmm. I... The thing is, it's never going to be a linear path with your body and wellness journey, with your health journey, whatever it may be, to catch everybody up. I did get a full diagnosis. I mean, we already knew, but I got like a full blood test with my doctor and found out that I absolutely, matter of fact, do have PCOS. I also have insulin resistance and um, I've gone on medication for that recently. I also got back on birth control, forgot to check that today, birth <laughs> control today, uh, recently as well. And um, I don't know, I think I've just been kind of a little discouraged lately because uh, 
it was just, I already, it was all things that I already knew, but I felt like with a hardcore blood test that shows like real statistics and it being absolutely matter of fact, like diagnosis, I think I was like, it, I already knew it, but it also made me sad that obviously I'm going to have issues with fertility and like, this is why you've always struggled with your weight and things like that. And it's and not, it's, it's essentially out of my control. It's yeah. something that I've dealt with my entire life. Um, and I've always wondered like, why, why, yeah, why? So like knowing it gave me a sense of relief, mm-hmm. but also still made me feel kind of bad for myself in a, in a way. I've felt that with diagnosis, diagnoses before, mm-hmm. because you're so excited and it's so validating to see that there is a reason why you're fatigued, why you're not feeling well, why you struggle to gain or lose weight. But then you hit that, that wall of why, why it's not fair that everyone else just gets to live their life and do whatever and not struggle with this. And obviously everyone has their own burden at different times in their life and things that they struggle with throughout their entire life. Yeah. But that is such a normal feeling. So like, don't feel bad for feeling happy or sad, you know, for sure. I know I've been trying to remind myself, like, obviously it could be so much worse, but mm-hmm. I also look at someone like my brother. It's it's so easy for me to compare myself to my brother because we obviously have the same genetics, mm-hmm. similar. And I'm like, oh, like, he's never struggled with this. He's never struggled with that. It just came so easily to, for him and this. And I know he looks at me with instances like that as well. But for me, I always do that, which maybe isn't the best. But right now with myself, that's how I'm feeling about my diagnoses I'm trying to work on um obviously taking my medication and trying to do that sometimes it makes me very sick sometimes it doesn't and then like my body overall I have not been taking care of myself to be fully blunt and I can feel that and I'm like itching to take better care of myself to feel good in my skin again um not from like a a a superficial standpoint just like I don't feel good Mm -hmm. I don't feel like energetic, I feel lethargic, Mm -hmm. but I also know it's because I've been traveling a lot and I haven't been taking care of myself and I've been drinking a lot and things like that. Obviously, a few years ago, I had a really, really, really unhealthy relationship with food where I uh, was like not eating carbs and things like that, but solely based on diet culture. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know about my PCOS at that time. I was like, oh, to lose weight, you cut carbs and you eat like as little as possible and you X, Y, Z. So I was doing that and it put me into a really unhealthy mindset for so long. And then I broke out of that. And I feel like I kind of like went on the other side and I yo-yoed where I was like, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I restricted myself for so long. I'm going to like gorge myself essentially. And I feel like I was on both sides. We were also did go through a pandemic. That too. You know what I mean? Like that is a whole other. That as well. Thank you. you. And so I've been trying my best to find a happy medium between the two. But then now that my doctor is telling me that for PCOS, a low carb lifestyle is the best way to see results with levels and also fertility issues and things. I, I'm not trying to have a baby right now, but I'm just prepping for inevitably when I want to try and get pregnant in a few, in a few years. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get back into that mindset or lifestyle of being low carb, but without letting myself slip back into that diet culture mindset. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm not doing well, to be honest, but again, it goes in ebbs and flows. Well, I think you're doing amazing though, because you're now you're, you have hindsight of like, okay, I've been there, done that. I've been there, done that. And now I have vision of why I want to, you know, treat my body healthier because like, take care even of myself just for yourself, for your kids, like, yeah. like to have kids, like, that's like, I think you're still so far, you're so much in a better trajectory. You know what I mean? Having something to work towards that's not a uh, pant size mm-hmm. is really great. 
I also, my doctor did tell me, so I'm on metformin. Is this too much info? No, I feel I like people it. find this interesting. I've talked about it before, but I, I was on metformin before at the start of COVID and then I got so sick from it and I ended up stopping and then I got re-prescribed metformin right now. And again, it sometimes makes me, makes me sick. Sometimes it doesn't. I've been really trying. So many people in my comments though, when I talked about it, were like, I'm on metformin. Make sure you do this and gave me tips and things. So it was very sweet. I was also offered Ozempic for it is a way to help treat PCOS symptoms and insulin resistance and things like that. Um, but I personally didn't do it because A, I just don't feel comfortable doing that at this point in time. And B, because I am working towards fertility, mm -hmm. that's like my main goal of all of this. Also just for myself, obviously, but main goal, fertility. I want to have kids one day. If I were to get pregnant, my doctor was saying how she's like, well, I don't recommend, it's an option, but I don't recommend it because once you get pregnant in the future, you know, if, if it happens and that's what we're working towards, you'll have to get off Ozempic and most likely you'll gain weight back off of it um, because most people are on it for like the rest of their life if you're, if you're doing it for real reasons like diabetes or yeah. PCOS or whatever it may be. And most people do gain weight back or you might gain weight back and that's not something that you're willing to take a chance with when pregnant because mm -hmm. then you are prone to you know gestational diabetes and like gaining weight back in a pregnancy is not healthy in that mm. way. So um, I opted out of that and I'm trying the metformin, but- um, hopefully it works. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Was that, that was okay, No, right? I loved okay. it. I'm just proud of you. Hey, thank you. Like, I'm proud really of you am. too. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, but genuinely, like, I also relate to what you were saying about the pendulum situation. I was actually just talking to our uh, producer before you came in about that whole idea of, like, it's swinging one way to then going to the next. And I think what's really hard, especially now on TikTok and socials, there is nothing wrong with wanting to treat your body healthier, but it is, there is a fine line when it's healthy and when it's unhealthy. Yeah. And that line, unfortunately is different for everyone. And it's a daily battle. Like even just because I I've had a fitness journey in an unhealthy way, as well as a healthy way, it doesn't mean like my next one, it's not like, Oh, well I figured out how to do it healthy. So now it's always going to be that way. Yeah. Like even I had, I literally had a doctor offer me Ozempic and everything in my like my old body dysmorphia toxic relationship that I used to have with food like every that like you know 21 year old self wanted it so bad well the amount of people we know that are on it that are <gasps> that should not be on it yes. like don't need it um it's it's alarming yes and I and but to be able to be like okay even though like part of me deep in my you know my old like self it's like oh it's it's in reach like within reach you could get it but being able to be now where I am now, 30, like 10 years later being like, okay, but what's the, like, it's not, it's not the answer. Like, it's not the answer. I also was telling our producer, I was saying how, um, I have gained weight recently. People usually can't ever tell, but I just know, I know my body again, that line for everyone is so different. And mm -hmm. I just know when I feel good and when I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And even though it's easy to look back at myself a year ago or two years ago and think like, wow, I didn't realize then like how healthy and like fit I was, even though it was in a healthy way. Um, it's, it's hard not to compare myself to then. However, weirdly enough at the same time, I'm like, I feel sexier now. Like I feel more confident now. And I was also very depressed last year. So, yes. so like, I'm happier now. Yeah. So even though it's easy to look back and be like, wow, like I wish I looked how I did when I was X, Y, Z. In the end, I'm like, okay, but I'm happier now. I feel sexier now. I have more confidence. Isn't that the goal? Like, and I'm, even when I was in my healthiest, fittest state ever. Yeah, like X amount of body fat, BMI like, level, whatever And I did that yeah. in a very healthy way. Like I actually did. Like I, 
I really did, but I had no social life. I truly had no social life. So I was able, like, that is what I did for fun. I would go to the gym. Like I didn't, like now I feel like I have so many more friends um, and I've pushed myself outside of my social anxiety bubble to be able to like have these friendships and, and I'm not willing to give that up now either. So I'm like, okay, it's worth it to live more now then so finding that balance I'm, all of it to say I also understand you with trying to find that balance um and being such an all-or-nothing person it is hard finding a gray area balance it will I ever find it I don't know no I'm gonna work on it I am trying to work on it but I'm also like I'm going to Japan for two weeks am I going to only eat sashimi the whole time no mm-hmm. I mean I'm gonna eat a lot of it but I'm also <laughs> gonna go to Tokyo Sea and eat those little mochi things like yeah. I want I want to live life I want to experience it and I want to find that balance but to what you were saying I see the confidence I see the glow I'm so happy that you found that for yourself I really am like I'm so proud of you pretty basic professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder the more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, You're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at SCS. Dot georgetown.edu slash podcast. And also what you were saying was resonating a lot with what I just saw Ariana Grande post yesterday. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Oh, she posted this video, which she has like never outright addressed her body at all. And mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's always commenting on her yeah. body specifically. And obviously she has gotten much thinner lately and people were saying they were worried about her and all these crazy rumors. And she came on and made this video and she was just like, I figured I would say something because everyone loves to talk about me and I might as well like throw my hat in the ring. Um, and she was like, I just need you guys to know, like, I think first of all, we need to stop commenting. We need to feel less comfortable commenting on people's bodies, especially women's bodies. And she was like, I just feel like we've gotten into this really weird place of like feeling like everyone can just say anything about people's bodies and that's not cool. And then also was talking about how she was like, I know people keep comparing me to my quote unquote, like healthy weight before. And she was like, what you didn't know is at that time I was on a lot of antidepressants. I was drinking on those. I was not taking care of myself. I wasn't feeling good. She's like, now I feel really good in my body. So she was like, I just wish we would stop commenting on all of that. And I totally resonated with that because I feel like we are way too comfortable talking about everybody mm-hmm. and it's really no one's business, but our own. I mean, even though we make it other people's business by talking about it, I do think there's like a, a conducive slash 
respectful way to talk about it. And I feel yes. like we don't get that very often. I was going to say not to play devil's advocate. Um, Cause I do agree. I don't think you should comment on other people's bodies. And it sadly, I feel like people are like, even just now, I feel like as a whole people understand not to even assume someone's pregnant. Like yeah. just now, even with Rihanna, <laughs> the Super Bowl, Bowl, we were I like, was like, I don't want to say it. Yeah. I was like, but like, who's I was like, say it first? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but also I understand how, when someone has personally gone through an eating disorder and they see similar signs in someone and they feel that responsibility to say something, I understand how that is a hard place to be in where it's like, wow, I see you going down a similar road I did, whether they are or not, that's the thing. You know, especially fans when they love, you know, actors or people so much and they're just like, I love you, like, are you okay? Like, yeah. I, I, I do understand that, but I also get when there's tabloids saying crazy, crazy things. shit yeah. that like, that should not be a thing. I do think in speaking about Ariana Grande specifically, I just, I'm a big fan and I would personally never comment on that, especially mm -hmm. like like physically comment yeah. or like talk about it with people. I as a fan just hope that she has people around her, whether it's her husband or her mom or her brother, whoever, who know her well and are around her enough to hopefully know um, things that we'll never see. Yes. So I, that's what I trust more than like fans commenting on no, things, but I, I hope she's okay. As we were talking about that, I was like, no, I, I in a way take back what I said. Cause I, I agree that that should be close people. Yeah. Like that the people who do reach out should be people who physically know a person who are close to be able to see things that the general public can't. But so also what you that. were saying when I, when you were talking about it, I was like, maybe not Ariana Grande, but like if someone's listening to this mm -hmm. and maybe they see something in their friend or mm -hmm. regardless, like I do think it's on the friend then to whether it's talk to them, talk to their parents, whatever it may be. And it's also hard too, because I've had friends who addressed, um, their friend basically just wanted to confront them and say like, Hey, like we're worried about you mm -hmm. ended up in a huge friendship breakup because the girl was very defensive and she was like, no, I'm fine. You guys are, you know, don't comment about my body. But clearly like years later, she ended up, you know, saying that she was struggling with the eating disorder at the Ugh. time. So it is hard too. when it's like, you don't know if someone's being truthful or if they're just being defensive and stuff. So it, it's hard. It's hard. Cause like, even in that case, like how do you, there is no, like truly I've, like, let's say I was going through something. I would want you to feel confident as my best friend to say something. But also yeah. if I'm being so defensive, I know this is so opposite of what we were just talking about. And then like now what we're talking about now, but like, um, yeah, it's just, it's a hard, it, all I can say is it's a hard situation. Yeah. And I wish there were answers, but there's not, it's yeah. so different for every person, every relationship. Um, and yeah, I think just be there and love someone if they are struggling with something. I was going to say, I think if you were visibly struggling enough for me to want to say something I think it would come down to me in my head being like okay I I want to seek help for her whether it's like just starting with a conversation or like talking to your parents whatever it may be um but I think I would know you know there's a chance that she might be defensive and we might not be friends over this but I, in my heart I would feel like I would rather say something mm -hmm. and have a blow-up happen and have you be defensive um worst case scenario than not say something at all that happened with my sister um and a, f a friend of mine too, who was in a very toxic relationship and we didn't notice, but we saw signs along the way. And then, um, our friend's other best friend who doesn't even live here texts Ashley and was just like, Hey, I might be overstepping, but I'm really worried. Um, do you see what I'm seeing too? Like our, and it made Ashley be like, Holy shit. Yes. And it's hard. Cause you, you, you essentially are putting your friendship on the line when it comes to those very sensitive topics. But it, I think if you do love someone, you have to be willing to be like, I love you so much that it's worth it to me. Damn. That got deep. <laughs> 
Okay, maybe one more. Yeah, maybe okay. like a light one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these have been heavy. Last one. How do I stand my ground on what I want when hookup culture is so prominent? Ooh, I love this question. I do too. Let me think real quick. I think you need to do some soul searching and think of what's your reasoning. Like, what are you standing your ground on? And what are your reasons behind that? Because if you have no why, just like we were saying earlier with vision, if you have no why behind your stance or your ground, like it's so easy to wail in that and and to not have a good foundation. So if, you know, whether you're waiting for a relationship, whether you're waiting for marriage, whether you're just wanting a guy who's like a decent guy, not a fuck boy, like whatever your reasoning is for standing your ground, I think just like knowing your why and being confident in that instead of other people's opinions. Maybe you grew up in like the church. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think just having your own foundations for like what you believe and what you're standing your ground on, like just very confident in what you think and believe, then that's the best way to stand. I agree. Ground. I feel like I, I think I have a friend who is waiting for marriage, but is so, Oh, what was the word it's so sure of that mm-hmm. and I respect the hell out of that in general but also I love that like when anybody asks like oh you know whatever it may be that comes to the conversation of when you lose your virginity exactly yeah. whatever it may be they're like oh I'm just waiting for marriage mm-hmm. and it's so sure of it I think I respect the fuck out of it I think it's mm-hmm. amazing um I think in hookup culture I mean in I'm when I'm reading this I'm imagining like this girl going on a date with someone and then you know the guy wants to go back home yeah and like do something and I think knowing your boundaries and Mm -hmm. also being fine with being like sorry I don't want to or knowing that like maybe some people that you go on dates with are only wanting that Mm -hmm. and knowing if you know it doesn't work out because of that that's okay you're not missing out on anything if you are really looking for whether it is something casual or whether you're looking for a relationship that leads to marriage, like you have to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with obviously going on the date. And then if it doesn't match up, like let's say like they want to hook up and you don't, or they want to hook up or, or, yep. or whatever. <laughs> my God, my brain is fried. Um, Whatever it is, you have to be on the same page. And mm-hmm. if you don't leave upset or heartbroken, even if you think the guy is so cute or you really liked his personality or whatever it may be, it's okay. Piggybacking off of that, I think- also it's fine if you're if you want to just go and have fun with some person you know that's fine also no it's fine if maybe you're in the middle of hooking up and you're like actually I don't want to anymore like that's fine you should feel feel very comfortable to be like oh no we can like just make out instead or like whatever like you know it's okay to still stand your ground the opposite way of like eh, like I'm fine with this but I'm not fine with this or Or changing if you want to change and changing is what I'm trying to say that's okay but I think ultimately um yeah just knowing what you want and also yeah your boundaries can change any day like what let's say one day you want to not go home with a guy and the next night you want to go home with a guy also, whatever so different that's per right. person that's you it. know like with you know the vibes of each person etc also if you are worried about you not standing your ground don't put yourself in situations where you know the guy's a fuck boy like you can there's definitely signs even on dating apps or like if it's through a mutual friend you can like ask like okay like what's their vibe are they looking for relationships yes. if it's just if it's just the dating apps, like I can tell in two seconds, like just the vibe of the guy. Like if, if their conversations like overtly sexual and yes. you're not down to hook up, then I don't think you should go on yeah. that date or show up to his and house or whatever. And if you're worried about be. being in an awkward, you know, position like that where you're, you kind of want to, or you're not sure or whatever. I think just like try to look for those signs. Um, 
Or also, if you're really against hookup culture, which that is beyond fine, I think saying that beforehand Mm -hmm. so that there are, like, you know, no um, anticipation or expectations or anything. You're just like, hey, just letting you know, really excited to grab a drink. I am not down to hook up. Yep. Wanted to just make sure you're aware of that. And if they come back and are, like, rude about it or, like, try to do something. Or suddenly are, like, busy. Yeah. Then, like, (laughs) that's fine. That's fine. The trash took itself out. Mm -hmm. Or they're respectful and they get bold. Then we love that. Then we love that too. Love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, with that, this was a deep Q and A. I thought we were gonna be like, "What's your favorite color?" I <laughs> know. <laughs> I loved it. I love it. you. Everyone knows I love a deep talk. Um, but this was obviously was more like friendship and slight hookup. Yes, love, you know. love and, it. And wait, and and just girly, just girly things. Girly things. <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to tune into the next couple weeks because we have some specials happening. What's happening next week, Alicia Marie? By popular demand, we decided to do a sibling episodes, mm-hmm. two episodes, two mm-hmm. sibling episodes. So next week, I'm actually going to be having Ashley on mm-hmm. and we're going to be just chit-chatting as sisters. I and then wait. the week after, you're actually having Shane on. Yes, Shane is making his podcast debut, you guys. It's going to be amazing. He is so like not a camera person. So the fact that I'm staring at him right now is really crazy. He's nodding right now. So be sure to tune in the next couple of weeks. And we'll catch you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.